Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast. My name is Andy Davis, and this is another very special bonus episode of the show where we get to meet some of the industry's leading suppliers. It gives us the chance to really get under the skin of what makes them tick. And today is a great one as we talk to leading distributor Law Chris about a subject that is shaping, guiding and creating the business now and into the future, and that's sustainability. Now that's a huge topic, but it's so, so important. And this is a great case study of how one company is not just on its own journey, but also how as a distributor, it is learning and passing on the best practices of those above and below it in the chain. We're meeting marketing manager Lauren Barker, and I promise you this is such an interesting story. So stick around. But first... As I said, today's episode is brought to you with the support of our very good friends at Lawcris. They lead the field in wood-based panel products, laminates and edgings with big brands such as Emporio Skin, Chronospan and many, many more. With over 40 vehicles in their fleet, they can provide next-day delivery on all stocked products. And you can find out all about them at lawcris.co.uk. And that link is in the episode description. So joining me down the line now, we have, as promised, Lauren Barker, the marketing manager at Lawcris. Hello, Lauren. Hello. How are you? It's very warm at the moment, isn't it? Is it just me? I'm very, very warm. Oh, my goodness me. I am trying to keep away from all the warehouse noises. So I've locked myself in a little cupboard so that we can do this interview. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been like being in a spa. I know. It is. It's very humid. Well, look, I shall keep you the minimum amount of time so that you can at least get some fresh air in a minute. So look, let's start with the obvious. I'd assume everyone knows, but it's always wrong to assume. So tell us a little bit about Law Chris and what you do. So Law Chris is a wood-based panel distributor. Sounds boring, doesn't it? But it really, really isn't. Uh, we distribute MDF, we distribute uh, MSC, laminates, worktops, you name it, anything wood-based, we do it. As you say, it's such an interesting part of the journey, actually, because you supply so much of the most basic building blocks of, of kitchens. It's mad. Like When you actually consider what goes into a kitchen, a lot of it is wood, and that's what we distribute. It comes in a variety of sizes and shapes, and it's called a lot of different things, but essentially, it, it, it's just wood, and that's what we distribute. Yeah, and without it, you know, the whole thing grinds to a halt. What I wanted to talk to you about today, bearing in mind everything you've just said, is about sustainability. Now, it's a subject that lots of people roll their eyes a little bit about and thinking it's something that's happening over there and it doesn't really affect them very much. But as we just said, the stuff that you do and the stuff that you distribute is so essential to the greasing the wheels of this industry. But sustainability is a massive part of what you and your company have to deal with at the moment. Give us an idea of just how important it is in the agenda of law, Chris. We've definitely seen a shift over the last few years with our furniture manufacturers. End consumers are coming much more interested in where all their products are coming from. And, you know, we need to become more and more transparent with who we deal with on a day-to-day basis and what we do ourselves. And it's, it's becoming a lot more important to align ourselves with suppliers that we share similar sustainability values. Lucky for us, we do. <laughs> So how much of this is a moral imperative that the company has to, to do the right thing? And how much of it is the commercial pressures of needing to tick boxes, for want of a better phrase, with your suppliers and your customers? Well, it's funny you say that because we actually receive a lot of questionnaires on a day-to-day basis from customers that are asking questions about not only our business, but as I said, where products our products are actually coming from. And so it's hugely important to understand more and more about our suppliers 
it's hard really because when you ask a supplier for their sustainability credentials you know you get sent a massive document and it's got loads and loads and loads of words and you have to sort of open it up and you know stick your finger in and just hope that that's where you need to land but it's so so much more important now to be able to go to the manufacturer's plant and and see the process they've got in place and and hear about their sustainability models like face to face. So it's so, so important to get a better understanding. There's so many companies out there that will give you documents. It's just not what you want. So it is moving in the right direction. And, and I think manufacturers are now starting to understand that they do need to give you a, a more engaging understanding. So actually showing the process rather than just handing you a document. And we are starting to see a more positive outcomes with that. But a lot more still needs to be done. You're in the middle of this chain, you know, you've got the people who supply you and you supply people. Let's take the first one. Give us an example here of, of someone who is one of your suppliers and is doing it right and is doing a good job. Well, we were really, really lucky. I've had a couple of new members of, of my team and I wanted them to go around a factory. So we ended up going around to Cronusbam. Earlier this year, we went over to Chirk in Wales and we had a tour around the factory so that they could see all what goes on, how an MSC has been made and, you know, MSC board. And we sat down to look at the presentation that they were going to give us. And I've seen it a thousand times. And suddenly another part of the presentation popped up and I'd, I'd never seen this before. And it was called the circularity process. So Cronus Band started sort of explaining about the circularity process. And I think I came away absolutely stunned. I knew that there was a lot of process put in place for their sustainability, but my goodness me, just to explain it a little bit more about what they actually do and what this circularity model is. Chipboard, as we know, is a material that's emerged as a, as a more sustainable option in the production of furniture and is massive in the KBB world. The manufacturing process has several environmental advantages, I guess, over MDF. And chipboard, it uses wood waste and, and then other co-products as well. So they sort of started taking me through the process of their chipboard. And it turns out that their chipboard is 85% recycled, which, you know, I, I, I didn't realise this. I, you know, I thought it was a lot less than that. But the one thing that shocked me more is that the other 15% isn't virgin wood. It's in fact sawmill residue. So... The trees that have been chopped down from FSC certified forests and taken to sawmills to make fencing panels or, or posts, it's the chips and the sawdust, the co-product that would otherwise have gone to waste, which actually makes up this other 15%. So with the recycled content being at 85% and the other 15% being chips and sawdust, suddenly it's just like, wow, that, that's incredible. So this 15% goes into the factory and gets mixed up with the other content, the recycled content, gets made into these beautiful boards and then gets distributed to companies like us to create new furniture. And then once that's come to the end of its life, it gets recycled again. It all goes back into the process. But the thing that got me was the lovely Dan from Cronusban, who's the uh, sustainability manager. He said that this could happen, the recycled kitchen or the recycled bedroom chipboard or wherever it's been used can get recycled up to six or seven times before it can't be recycled anymore because the wood's not acceptable in the process it wouldn't be able to be recycled and at that point it goes to the incinerator and I was thinking well okay so that's when it gets wasted that's when you know that process finishes but it's not because the heat that's produced from 
that particular incinerator then goes back in to dry the wood that's been created through the chipboard manufacturing process. It just seems like at every single point of their circularity model, nothing ever gets wasted, all goes back in. It's a great story to tell, but even just take one step back from it, you think the amount of investment that must take to get to that point, the amount of uh, ingenuity and, and free thinking and, the, and a willingness for the people in charge of the company to, to explore that. I mean, it's, it's not just a case of, yeah, we recycle it all. The mechanism that must have to go into making that happen over several years and lots of money, it, it makes it even more astonishing. Exactly. Cronusban are very acknowledging of this, but a few years ago, I'm sure that a lot of the, the KBB industry, the furniture manufacturers, kitchen manufacturers, etc., they will all agree that the board quality from where they put the recycled content, it wasn't great. They'd find metal, they'd find stone, they'd find textiles, all different sorts of material in the board. Which, when processing that board, putting it through a saw, would just knacker their diamond blades and they'd go through many diamond blades and it put quite a negative swing on it. And I think Cronospan have been tarnished with that, even though they've been trying to put more recycled content in. Now, it was, I think it was 2019, the process has completely changed. And uh, they had a brand new cleaning tower, which I was lucky enough to go around. And oh, I tell you what, if you could go around it, please, please do. And they changed the way that they clean the board. They put magnets in there, they put x-rays in there. They, they had these shaky machines that made all the, the big chips go to the top and all the rubbish go down to the bottom and you know they had water baths that allowed the wood chips to float across the top and all the stuff to go right down to the bottom of the with all the bad stuff you know, it was just it was amazing and the efforts they've put into cleaning the board has now allowed them to put this 85 percent recycled content and for the board to come out squeaky clean i mean we hardly ever hear anything about chronospan board anymore about the stuff they would find in it you know they've done so so well and they're just pioneers it's, it's incredible you, know, you as their distributor, I mean, you can hear it in your voice. It clearly gives you a level of enthusiasm and a story to tell to your customers about it as well, doesn't it? I mean, you clearly bought into into everything that they're doing there. And you know, you are their customer, if you like, but you clearly have bought into the belief and the investment that they've put in it. They haven't just put a report in front of you, like you said. You've, you've gone and tasted it and seen it and felt it for yourself. And you've come away very enthused by it. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was £250 million they invested wow. into this cleaning tower. I mean, that's, it's not just a little, you know, a few bucks or a few pennies. It's, it's a massive amount of money. And to come away with something just, oh, just wonderful. And I mean, they must feel so much pride at being able to sort of say that now that they have, you know, the 85% recycled content. And as I said, this whole circularity process, at no point does it seem like they're doing anything that is is a negative. It's all positive because they're not they're not wasting any wood. They're not um, losing any energy anyway. It just it seems like they've really thought about it. And now they, as you said, they've got this story to tell, and it excites us because. Yeah, we can tell our customers and they can get excited. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, it is. It's a fantastic case study um, of of a very positive, sustainable story in this industry. This industry gets a bit of stick, I think, for not moving very quickly in sustainable circles. But as, as you've described it there, actually, that's not always necessarily the case. And one of the biggest manufacturers in the sector, Cronospan, uh, are, are clearly investing huge amounts in it. What questions do they have of you as their distributor? They have a very clear sustainable agenda. What do they want to know about you and how you operate in order to fit in with that? Yeah, it's a good question. 
we all sort of strive to be greener. And I know Lawcris really, you know, we do try hard. We've, we've got a brand new sustainability officer who's been in, employed. We recognize that there are a lot of things that we need to get better at. You know, we strive to be as green as possible and as sustainable as possible. And I guess what they're looking for is, is making sure that we're not just standing still and making sure that we are moving forward. And we've started a new contract with a zero carbon supply electricity uh, agreement, which obviously we like to share with our suppliers because, as I said, we need to be able to share our sustainability values and make sure that we're very similar. And, you know, in terms of size with our manufacturers, we're, we're quite small, really. I mean, we cover 200,000 square feet, uh, which isn't that small, but it's definitely not the size of, you know, your Kronos bands. But we do try and take on initiatives that we see of value. We support the Leeds in Bloom initiative, which is where we support the roundabout signage, which makes sure that there's flowers and plants on there that are pollinators. Obviously, we not personally cut down trees for a living, our, our suppliers do, but we get to choose what initiatives we, we want to put into our business. And that's definitely one of them being more to do with the environment. But I think people think that sustainability is just the environment, but it's not. It's about investing into your staff, it's about investing into the community. It's about making sure that you're a sustainable company that's not going to just last 10 years. It's going to last, you know, 100 years. And I think one part of the reason why we do get to have these initiatives and do get to be more of a sustainable company is, is down to our independent strength. We stand on our own two feet. We're still a family run company. And it really is something that uh, is paramount to the survival of Law Chris. We get to choose exactly what we want to support. And I think uh, for us, that's key. And I think because our suppliers see that, they see that we're a sustainable company for other reasons, but that is one of the reasons. And uh, they do like working with us. It's a very mutual relationship. Yeah, it's very heartening to see companies that are on the journey, you know? Like nobody's perfect. And no, still, not but, at all. but I think those companies that are aware of where they are not perfect and they're on that journey and they are committed to always moving forward in that journey, I think that's where everybody needs to be at. I think this is a great example of that. You know, you've made a commitment to it and you're going to continue with it. And it's not just a short term gain or a, or a slogan, it is a genuine way of changing how you do business. All right, let's switch to the other side of it from your customers. What questions are they asking you? about sustainability and what are you telling them that they need to be doing? Oh, it's really funny you say that because we had a meeting yesterday with one of our customers and I take them through the company presentation and they get to learn a lot more about Law Chris and we, we share what we're doing sustainably. And I've tried to make the presentation not, you know, being presented at, you don't want to be talked at, do you? But when I was speaking about the sustainability stuff, it was really a conversation and they were saying, you know, oh, do you do that? Oh, that's really interesting because oh, we've never thought to do that. And they asked the questions then at us asking us how we've gone about it and, and what we're doing. And, and we say to them, well, what, what do you do? And it comes such a conversation. And from the years ago where you say the word sustainability and everybody's eyes would just drop and people would be snoring. It's now something of a real topic of interest. People are really getting into what other people are doing. So sharing models and sharing ideas has become really important. And as I said, this customer yesterday, the questions that they get asked, um, I guess, from either the end consumer or 
in more commercial contracts uh, when they're tendering, it, they get they get given these questionnaires. As I said right at the very beginning, they get given these questionnaires that have all these questions that they're not really sure what the answer is. And it is like a tick box scenario. And so we try and go through these questions and it all comes down to the supply chain. And so a lot of the questions we have to go back to our suppliers and stuff. But essentially, the questions are more about FSC and PFC certified. What products do you have there? That gets asked about a lot, whether our suppliers and their boards are FSC certified and PSC certified. It's quite a, a task is that we've actually had the FSC and PSC auditors in this week. So they're very, very official and it's very scrutinized. So you have to be very, very on top of all that. But essentially it's about where we travel, you know, and how we travel. Our trucks are all certified to a point that we can travel through the cities with the greener air system or scheme in place. They ask us, you know, how many miles do we go? We actually track all that and look at our carbon footprint at the end of the year and we try and reduce it each year. We've just spent three million pound on new vehicles to go into our fleet so that, again, it helps with the carbon footprint impact. And we look at the routes that we go on. I mean, we're a distributor at the end of the day. We, we have to make sure that whatever we do in terms of travel is done in the most efficient way. So our journeys are planned out so that we're going in order. But not only that, the way that the boards are obviously stacked in the vehicle, you know, when people's forklifts have to go and get these boards off to get their ones under. We don't do that. We make sure that everything goes in order so it's as, as sleek as possible. So it is more about our carbon footprint, I would say, that we get asked about because essentially that's what we do. And we're even looking at electric forklifts, which is very exciting, and maybe solar panels on our roof. It could be really green here. I'm very excited about it. What what I find fascinating about this is, it's, and it's a great story to tell, is it demonstrates how much the sustainability agenda has filtered down the system. So it isn't just a topic of conversation in a board level anymore. It is a, a topic that is discussed at all levels of a business. Yes, there's legislative reasons why you need to be able to tick those boxes in order for people who are building new stuff to use your products but you know what? I think a lot of this is about advocacy. You know, if you if you can set yourself up as an advocate for the subject and you can have those conversations with your customers where they're interested in in your enthusiasm for it, I think that's when real change starts to happen. That's exactly it. And that's why it's so important to be able to see things visually. The engagement rate is so much higher being from marketing. I'm very much into my videos and such like, but a lot more is being explained now and social media is a massive part of that because people spend so much time on there, but it is pretty much video content. So the more that's produced like that, the more people are starting to understand it. And it's not just chipboard, obviously, that I get excited about in terms of sustainability and, and Kronospan's circularity model. There's other things as well. I find it quite difficult to understand why we still build in concrete, like bricks and mortar, Timber's long been favoured in homes like Scotland. I think something like 90-odd percent or something in new builds now are made out of wood in Scotland. But in England, I think it, oh, it's, it's something like 10% is made out of wood and wood is so, so sustainable. And I just, I find it very confusing. And I think people, going back to your question, I think people are starting to really clue in and, and, and understand what is going on. And, and they're much more happy to lobby almost because they want a sustainable future 
And that excites me as well. And social media, again, is a massive part of that. Being able to understand things with the video content on it in an easier level. So I think that actually engagement levels with the public and them being able to see and have their opinion more on the future is going to be quite a massive, massive deal. And I think companies like Cronus Van or other manufacturers that are talking about sustainability in such a, a wonderful way and having such a good story are going to be seen as such a good light. And I think that's really important for, for end consumers, for people to be able to see. Uh, and that's the advocacy. That's, that's, they're going to start wanting to hopefully build in timber a bit more. And they're going to put pressures on the government to be able to do that. So, yeah, I think that a lot of different people and, and lots of people at all levels are now starting to really buy into it. But it does depend on how they understand it. Well, look, Lauren, it's very clear that you've bought into it and Law Chris has bought into it. Uh, and it's an it's incredibly impressive attitude that you have towards it. And I certainly hope that you as an advocate will spread that across the industry. Look, the clock's beating us here. So thank you so much for your time today. It's such a great story. And, you yeah, know, we'll follow it with, with interest. Thank you so much, Andrew. That was Law Chris Marketing Manager Lauren Barker. And you can hear just how much she and the company as a whole have bought into the importance of sustainability. Not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it's so vital that they can talk to their suppliers and their customers about it. Fascinating stuff. Don't forget, you can find out all about Law Chris at lawchris.co.uk. And that link is in the episode description. See you next time.